Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. This is going to be a fun one because I don't know what the script's going to be and I'm drinking a margarita out of a coffee mug. So we'll see what tonight holds. Honestly, that just made my night. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I know. Zach and I, uh, I feel like this is our first podcast to see you and us in a while. Um, yes. We've had a couple of amazing, amazing guests. Huge shout out uh, recently to Gabby and uh, Eric and Phil with the Wait For Podcast. Um, huge thank you to them for all guest starting the last few weeks. Um, tonight's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. These are the very rare episodes we get anymore where I get to surprise you. That's true. So, all right. So, so actually, there's only one thing he knows about, which is what we will start with. Um, so, Hall H, two weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, actually, at this point, um, we did get to see a final trailer for House of the Dragon, which is the uh, prequel to Game of Thrones. And correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, it's set like a thousand years before, 500 years, something like that. I think it's 500. I think it's something close to that. It's, it's it was 200 or 500. I can't remember. Um, I, um, I will fact check that, but I do want to hear um, your thoughts on the final trailer, your hopes, your dreams, everything for the show. Are you hoping it's better than the final two seasons of Game of Thrones? Um, just want to know your thoughts because we really haven't discussed it. We have over text, kind of, but not like yeah. in depth how we usually do. So, really right, curious right. as to what you think going into this premiere. Okay, take sip of margarita. <laughs> Don't give me that bad. Okay, so um, I'm actually very excited for this show, um, and I think it's for two reasons. One, because I genuinely came to love Game of Thrones. And I was one of those people that didn't think the last season was that bad. Um, so I think I'm on the unpopular side. A lot of people felt like it was horrible. It was the worst thing ever. Felt like so many different storylines did not get completed or that they just ripped the rug from under us and characters got killed off and... Um, you know, there was no real resolution to anything. But I'm also excited because I get to watch it when everybody else is watching it. And I think that was one of the things about Game of Thrones, which is why it became so huge, was because the whole world was watching these episodes at the same time. And we're all talking about them at the same time. And while I've been able to do that with a lot of Disney Plus shows, I haven't been able to do that with Game of Thrones. So I'm excited for that being able to converse with Game of Thrones. My girlfriend is a huge Game of Thrones fan, so being able to oh, talk to no, her about her. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, so that's going to be really fun. I think the characters are super interesting. I like the fact that they're really going for it from what it looks like, from like first looks. Um, we're getting the story of the Targaryens, really. Mm-hmm. And, and although I know some people are like, well... It would be better if it was a different family. I think the Targaryens are probably the most interesting because when we meet them in Game of Thrones, they are who they are. They are where they are. And so we don't get to see where they came from. So I think it's going to be interesting to see that history and, you know, all of those stories we've heard 
in Game of Thrones and mentioned about. I think we'll finally get the opportunity to see those things. I, they make a bigger deal, I feel, now about the Iron Throne. And so I'm excited to see why it was such a big deal. Obviously, it was a big deal in the Game of Thrones series, but I think mm-hmm. to understand why it is what it is, like how it came to be really, and although we got that idea, you know, with dragons, melted swords, and this is kind of what we got, but I'm excited to see that perspective. I think the cast seems very interesting. Again, filled with a lot of strong female characters, and I'm really excited to watch that yeah. aspect of the show. Um, interested to see if Matt Smith can really do something. I... Uh, no, wait, 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 time out, time out. Don't, don't interrupt me. I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. So I know Nicole's a huge fan of Matt Smith as far as Doctor Who days, but I know I watched uh, Last Night in Soho and he was really good in that. So I'm excited to see him in this role um, and see what he, he can do. And so I think all across the board, I think it's such an interesting, diverse cast. I think the showrunner really loves his material and is asking questions like, how can we pay homage to what game of thrones did while still giving it a fresh look while still giving fans what they want but not in the way they want it and i'm like those are the questions that you should be asking and i'm glad that you're telling us that that's your objective is to give us what we want but not in the way we want them because i think that's a lot of why people don't like the last season it didn't give them what they wanted they wanted either redemption for these characters. They wanted these characters to die in this particular way or that particular way, not in the way in which they did. And so it felt like a cop-out at the end of season eight, was it? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've gone back into the world of Westeros. But I'm excited to see this nonetheless. I think it's going to be really good. And yeah, I just can't wait to really be in the midst of it on the Twitter sphere with everybody and giving hot takes and everything. Like I'm, I'm excited for that, honestly. No, I, I, I completely hundred percent everything you said, basically. Um, yeah, I actually just looked it up too. Uh, and it was, it's 200 years. So I was off I by, was by a lot. Yeah. Um, same boat as you, to be honest. Um, I started game of Thrones, I think, was it around the same time as you or after? I started it way after you did, but I finished it before you did because I, my timeline is off, but I know I moved back to Wellington and you were still like on season two or something yeah. before you moved away. Um, yeah, same boat as you. Um, I actually just had th- this discussion about Game of Thrones with somebody's little background. Um had no idea what it was really. I knew I, I knew of it through Facebook because it was you know those like po- like back in the day they would po- people would post stuff on Facebook like when they were watching shows live like it would happen with like Pretty Little Liars, Bachelorette, Batch everything like everything was through social media. So I had seen a couple people post about Jon Snow dying in season five or I think it was five or six. Um, I think it was end of five, whenever it was. But um, so that sparked my interest to start it. And then I ended up watching it through my roommate's boyfriend and I was hooked. And then I think that's kind of where my issue was with the eighth season was that I watched it live, but they built up so much high expectation. And I feel like that's what other fandoms are doing now, um, yes. where they build up the hype of, 
a final season, a final film, this, you know what I mean? So like, not going to just pick on a fandom, but like every fandom does this. They hype up, they hype it up. Yeah. So season eight for me was the beginning of that hype for these, for other movies and shows. And, um, as I told you the other night, I rewatched it going back and I loved, I personally, my, my opinion flipped from not really liking it when I watched it live to loving it when I watched it all the way through because I because re- I realized I hadn't seen the show maybe in like a year since I watched it up until season eight. Um, but I'm excited for House of the Dragon. I think it's going to be fantastic. Huge Matt Smith fan, as you said. Um, there's another actress in it who I'm a fan of, and she's always been kind of like in the in the background of other films. Um I can't remember. I think her name starts. I think it's Olivia something. Olivia Cook. She's a great actress. Excited to see her. She's been in other films too. Um, but nothing like to this extent. So I'm excited to see the Targaryens. Like you said, Targaryens, I think, um, have an interesting history. And it's going to be nice to see like how it becomes the Mad King. And there's just, again, there's just so much history there that I'm interested to see exactly where they go with it, how they bring this young woman up to the throne to see the, how the iron throne was originally there and made. And, um, I don't have, they, I think they've mentioned other families too. I just don't remember who the other families are. Um, but I don't know if it's any of the other original families that we met in game of thrones, um, like the Starks or anybody. I think it's just Targaryens, like how they start out. Mm. It will probably be what's his name it with the Mad King. Up. I forgot what family he was from. Uh, it's Targaryens. No, and it's another one. It's not the Mad King. Maybe no, it's not Targaryens. It's one of the one that. Uh, There's a Valerian. It's not Valerian. So it starts with a B, I think, by Bar Bartholomew. Barth- Bartholomew. Like I think something like that. I can't remember. It's, it's been so long. So I might have to do like a whole binge of Game of Thrones before I watch this season just to kind of get back into it. But I'm hoping that they mention different families. So at least we get to see kind of how Westeros forms or at least how it yeah. looks from this point. But the showrunner has been saying, you know, they know that they're doing it 200 years in advance. They know that King's Landing looks completely different. Westeros looks completely different under the Targaryen rules. So for us to see similar locations or familiar locations, but it looking different, I'm excited for that kind of revision to see, oh, look how this city fell to where we see it in Game of Thrones to look how this city thrived at, in Game of Thrones compared to 200 years before. And so I think that's going to be interesting. But they said the sets are amazing. They are expansive. Yeah. They are huge. Um, and I think that's going to be super helpful for actors specifically because they're not against a green screen and they can really live in the environments they're in. And I think that's only going to bode well for great television. So, again, fingers crossed. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think that we've had time. We've also had you know, special effects have come a long way. And so the dragons maybe are going to look even better this time than they did. Not to say that they look terrible in the first Game of Thrones, but they're probably going to look a lot better now that we have the time and energy put into it. So, Well, um, I think we're getting more dragons because remember in Game of Thrones, they were technically quote unquote extinct or they weren't even existing. And it was, 
when we did get the three dragons from um oh my god why am i forgetting her the name? dothraki yes the dothraki um and why am i forgetting her name um daenerys daenerys when daenerys the the mother of dragons so i think it's gonna be not even better but i think it's gonna have a whole different feel like it's gonna have that same vibe but it's gonna have a a completely different feel to it than game of thrones did because game of thrones you're like where are the dragons where's everything and now like they're actually like existing so i'm hoping we kind of see how that kind of sizzles out a little bit how like that came about to be endangered um or extinct so anything else you want to add to house of the dragon any other comments concerns you might have i'm just excited let's go come quick enough it's in like what two weeks two two and a half weeks now i think i put on my calendar for august 26th 27th whatever it is 28th it's 21st 21st yeah i think so i'm pretty sure it's 21st homegirl needs to gonna be a week late um yeah excited hopefully they get picked up for another season um but speaking of teaser trailers christopher nolan's Oppenheimer, we finally got a first look at the much anticipated uh july 21st 2023 look any thoughts christopher nolan gave us nothing he gave us nothing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nothing. There was nothing in that trailer. I mean, I it was good. It looked good, but like... It looked like a Nolan like, film. Right, but it didn't clue me in any more to what this film's going to be about. It didn't clue me into any more about Oppenheimer as a character. It didn't clue me into anything more. I mean, yeah, the quotes are great and, and the fire explosion's great in, in black and white and all of that. Like, that's fine. I'm just like... Bruh, you had so long to give us something better than that. But you know, it's a teaser trailer for a reason. I exactly. I'm gonna say I think I think Killian Murphy is gonna be fantastic. I'm watching Peaky Blinders right now and I'm loving every second of it. So I only know it's gonna be good vibes. Um Christopher Nolan again, I think is gonna be an amazing product. Uh, is this gonna be about time? You know, like as 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 common Christopher Nolan motifs are, it's gonna be about time and something to that degree. Space, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, I think you can only go as much to talk about the father of the atom bomb before it's kind of like, are you are you sort of like celebrating that? Which is yeah. dangerous. So I, I just don't know where it's going to go. And I hope that the movie asks questions of the creation of the atom bomb rather than celebrating a figure or maybe showing us a a biographical side to a character. But knowing Nolan, he's probably going to go somewhere left. It's going to be like a hmm. a caricature of the the actual person rather than... I don't mean caricature. I mean like... He'll be drawing inspiration from the real person, but still it'll be dramatized and Nolan-esque version of that person. So I think given that fact, I think it's going to be good. But I I watched the trailer, the teaser, and I was like, I don't, I don't know any more than I did when I started it. You know, I didn't, I don't know any more about what you're going to do besides the date and the quotes in the movie. 
And that's about it. And those quotes may not even be in the movie. So I, I, I have no further information on the film, but what I saw looked okay. But he gave us nothing. Absolutely nothing. I have to say, I'm actually a fan of the fact when they don't really give us anything, but they give us something. So I always say with, with especially um, Avatar, the way of the water, comparing it, they gave us something, but they gave us nothing. Like, I still have no freaking clue what that movie is about. I, I feel like you know more from Avatar than you do from Oppenheimer. Eh, I just don't. Potato, tomato. I mean, I mean, what about the human kid, and what about the family, and how he has a new family, and then what about the the blue people on the side of the humans and attacking other Avatar people like that? That there's a lot there. <laughs> so I was like, at least there's a story. And then when you learn about Sigourney Weaver being in the film again as a teenager, you're like, okay, what the fuck is about to happen now? So I don't know. I leave. I didn't even know Avatar. that. I had no there idea. There you go. See? No idea. I, there's more about Avatar right now than there is about Oppenheimer. <laughs> so. um, with Oppenheimer, I expected that from Nolan. I don't know why. I just expected like that we were going to get something. Um, again, no idea what it's about other than time. and um, I knew it was going to be in black and white, but I'm not a huge fan of the black and white. Like I think it's going to add to the character. I think it's going to add to like the, the theme of the film and the plot, but... I'm just not a fan. It's going to be fantastic. Black oh, and white. I'm, I'm sure it will. so much you can do with black and white. So I'm I'm super excited for that aesthetic. We'll see. Comes out the same day as Barbie next year. <laughs> Actually, honestly, I didn't put this on a script tonight, but apparently, but I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were, told to say this whatever but ryan gosling and margot robbie both said it. it's one of the best scripts they've ever read and they're like if you think you know what it's about it's it's not about that unless you unless you're like actually right i was like um so i don't know i mean i again don't judge a book by its cover it could be a fantastic film next year i mean it's greta gerwig like she always puts out a fantastic project, no matter what. And so does Nolan. Exactly. Nolan, I have no doubt in my mind that either of these films are going to succeed and that Oppenheimer is going to get nominated for something and that all the actors are going to get nominated. Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, yeah. Are the three directors right now who, and maybe even Guillermo del Toro and um, uh, Bon Hoon. I think oh, those yeah. five are the ones where you're like, I'm going to get a great project regardless. I don't know what it's going to be about. He's, I'm going to get a great project. I, I would even I would even put Chris James Cameron in that conversation as well. But I, I think altogether, I think you know when these directors, you're just going to get a great product. It doesn't matter. Jordan Peele, I'll put in there too. Jordan Peele's great. Fantastic. Again, did you see that? Um, did you see Bon... What? Bon who? I think it's Bonhoon. I think his name. Bonhoon. He's working with uh, Robert Pattinson on. Yeah, Mickey Seven. Yeah, that looks like it's gonna be good. See, I I always say like, I do genuinely think Robert Pattinson is a great actor. Going off topic, like I do. I think certain actors are fantastic. Just it, certain projects they're attached to, 
don't do them justice. Like Twilight did not do him justice. But the films that he's been attached to in the last like five to six years, even eight years, have been great. Yeah, well, because he's chosen the projects, one. Two, they're pretty low-budget films. And he's working with directors that know what they want and know what they want from him. Matt Reeves, another great. For him. Well, as even with Matt, even with Matt Reeves, it's like that's Batman. Yes, is a bigger budget film, but I mm-hmm. think with Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves knew specifically what he wanted from Robert, and he knew he was picking Robert for a list of reasons. And so, for Robert, it was never about I have to be Batman. It was about how do I be. Bruce Wayne how do I how do I infuse this character with a bit of myself and I think to a degree Batman is sort of a kind of like a autobiography in a way to his upcoming as an actor as as far as um being thrust into the limelight but still wanting to be in the shadows and operate from the back and like in a way I'm I'm not really making a great point of it now, but give me time and I could make a really great point of that. No, but I, feel I mean, like, we've had I feel this like he's, many times he, in the past He's too. good and I'm not going to say he's not because I, I genuinely think he's a great actor. Um, but I, I think him working with top class directors is what was missing. I think he needs to work with somebody that understands what they want, has a great idea in mind and sees him in their vision to whatever capacity. I mean, he's worked with some amazing directors. St- the Safi brothers? Sadafi brothers? I forgot how to say their name. Um, but they directed Uncut Gems and they did a good... Good Boy, was it? I forgot the name of the film. I'm blanking, I'm blanking. But he's done some great projects. Anyway, that's my tangent on Robert Pattinson. No, it's okay. I didn't mean for us to go on a tangent about him. Um... But I do agree, all fantastic directors. Um, so this actually just came out today, and I am curious as to what you think. Um, so via discussing film, the new heads of Warner Brothers have decided to cancel Batgirl, starring Leslie Grace, Michael Keaton, and Brendan Fraser. The film will not release in theaters or HBO Max, even though it was completed. So there, so a little background on this, Zach, though, because I, okay. I did more research into it, I did more digging, and I found out it's because that the new heads that they brought into Warner Brothers want to kind of, uh, ever, Christopher Mark and a couple of other bloggers have said that it looks as if they're trying to do a soft reboot of DC or the DCEU. So by this means, it looks like, they're cutting certain projects that may have already been completed. Um, and a lot of a lot of theories out there right now in the last couple hours is that Supergirl is a potential get cut from the Flash because they want to completely reboot everything going on. Um, of course, there is backlash from fans saying that, okay, you cut Batgirl, but you can't cut Ezra Miller. So there's been some backlash, which I don't, I don't disagree. I think that's a very valid point that they've been giving a lot of leeway, and there's been it's, it's honestly, I have to say, as a DC, uh, like DC fans, it's kind of a mess right now. Supposedly, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in Aquaman two, and that isn't happening. So now, and then they brought in Ben Affleck. So I think that there's some 
there, there's a lot of shit going on right now at DC, and I know you're you're the bigger DC fan than I am. What are your thoughts on this news? My first thought is, I'm not surprised. But my second thought is, this might actually be a good idea. Like, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Oh, yeah, completely. absolutely. Like, it, like they, they have done something that, in my eyes, is a bad decision. Canceling a film that's already done and ready to go off. But I think it's necessary in the fact that Walter Hamada did such a shitty job with the content up to that point. Fans had put all of their weight, the expectations on Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder now left this process. And DC, looking at their material, they're not sure what they're going to do with Superman. They now have a Flash who is causing, just doing terrible things, let's be honest, and, and not being professional at all. And then you've now decided to bring back the old Batman for what nobody's sure. I mean, it's a great idea. I would love to see Michael Keaton in a Batman costume again, but does it make sense? Not really. You've got Aquaman, and we not we weren't sure what was going to happen with Aquaman and Aquaman 2. You've got that property to figure out. So... I think doing some sort of soft reboot is a good idea. Now, here's my here's the fact that I'm thinking about. Are we recasting everybody now? Because while for long longevity and for canon and and for things to make sense, bringing Ben Affleck back is a great decision and I'm sure a lot of fans are very happy about that. But Ben Affleck has said that he didn't want to do Batman. So does this mean that he's Batman indefinitely? Or is this only for this gig? And then what's happening with Henry Cavill and Superman? Because we're due a Superman too. Man of Steel can't be it. Although Man of Steel, I think, is a lovely ode to Superman. It can't be it. But then you've got Henry Cavill working on The Witcher. is a project he loves. It's material he loves. He knows it really well. And he's doing a fine job at it. So how do you convince that man to come back? Then with the Flash material, like, God knows what they're going to do with that. Like, I don't know. I think they're still going to put it out. But, like, to what? To, to what? I think audiences aren't going to show up. Because if I show up and I spend my 12 to $15 on this movie, am I supporting this behavior? Am I supporting the trauma that people have been through through this individual? There's that question. So I think do they, should, they should probably scrap that project too. I, I, I think it's bad to scrap that girl. I think it would have been better to keep it in some capacity. Maybe even release it as like a series on HBO Max or something just to keep the material there. But if we're talking about DCEU, yeah, I think I think you have to burn it down. We've been waiting for it to burn down. And then 
someone's gonna give Ray Fisher his flowers and 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 pay that man and figure out what we're doing with Cyborg because I I don't know like that's the thing you've got so many threads that were never really tied together. And now you're at a point where you've got various characters and 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 people that and and content you've got to figure out what to do with. Like Amber Heard, like what do we do? So I'm hearing, I'm he- like, sorry to cut you off, but like I'm hearing know, that, ahead. I'm hearing that <clears throat> fans asked for the material from the deposition to be open so that they could read it, and now that they're seeing that Depp had a point, had a part to play in that too. And so they're thinking, oh, maybe we should like reinstate Amber Heard. Like, what what's going on? I think a soft reboot is the best idea. I think honestly, it probably shouldn't even be soft. It should be hard. It should be like, we're cutting old projects. You get Black Adam, you get Shazam. That's it. We're gonna figure out the next steps because right now it looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the face of the GCEU right now, if we're being honest. So if that's the case, if he's if he's the front runner for now, we've got to figure out all these other characters. And we've got to, what about Green Lantern? Like, we're supposed to get a Green Lantern project. What's going on with that? Like, there's so much stuff. So to make, sh- to make a long rant short, I think a soft reboot's the right idea. I just think that it sucks for that project, for the hard work that went into that project. For the writing, for the directors, for the crew, for the actors, like I think that sucks, but I think it's the right choice because there is no direction right now. And if you're trying to compete with Marvel, you're done lost like five years ago. So more than five years ago. Well, I would say I'm being optimistic. But I think (laughs) even then, I think even then, you gotta figure out like what are we doing? Are we doing individual stories? Are we doing the Matt Reeves universe? Are we doing are we going to compete with Marvel in this big saga where different storylines interact with others and somehow we figure out how this woven mesh works? Or are you just going to do something different? And I think here's the opportunity. You can try something different. You have the time to do it. Try something different. Do something different. Because we're all asking so many different questions. Like Grant Gustin from The Flash. Why wasn't he The Flash? Like I just, it's just, just basic questions that Somebody needs to sit down and answer because right now we have, this isn't it. This is not it. So that's all I got to say. No, I, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything. I'm not, I'm not as into DC. I mean, I love my DC. Don't get me wrong. Like I love Superman. Probably he's my favorite character in the DC universe. Um, the only thing I can really say about this it's sad. It really is. It's, it's, it's truly disheartening and disappointing to see that so many people worked hard on this film. I didn't even know it was completed. Like I had no idea that even, I, I remember seeing the set pictures of Leslie Grace. She was excited. Um, Brendan Fraser was going to play this villain. We were going to get Michael Keaton back, but it's so disheartening to see that this project of all things is going to get cut compared to and I'm not going to go in depth about it because it's not even worth the time anymore but with Ezra Miller like that's so disheartening and just it really shows you not to talk smack about Warner Brothers but it, it just shows you like what they're prioritizing and what they really think is 
And that sucks because of how much shit's coming out about him. But well, I, I, I agree. But also, like, the Flash is a big character for one, so it makes sense why they're pushing the Flash compared to Batgirl. Not saying like Batgirl's not a big character, but I'm saying in the in the comparison of you've got Justice League characters. The Flash is a more else, popular like, name, exactly. And yes. so, no, that it, makes it's. Sense. It's understandable. Don't get me wrong. Like I can, compl- I understand in that aspect. It's just sad compared to like the shit that's going on. Um, I just think in the past, I was trying to think of what film. I would say like after a Man of Steel, maybe it just kind of went downhill. I mean, Wonder Woman was okay, but I Wonder think- Woman was better than Wonder Woman too. Oh, absolutely. So. I think Aquaman was still a great film. I don't think it was the best thing, but I think it was a good starter too. Um, again, I, I have to agree with you. I think that it, as weird as it is to say, The Rock is the face of DC right now compared to Shazam. Like Zachary Levi, fantastic actor. But if we're talking about quote unquote leading a franchise at the moment, The Rock is kind of in a, in a headway with it. Um, but yeah, I just think DC really. The, the I agree with you on the hard reboot. I really do think that they just kind of honestly, other than like Shazam and Black Adam, I think they need to cut all ties. Not even cut all ties, but like completely recast, kind of build it up from the ground up, and go from there, and just kind of say, okay, this is how we're gonna do our projects. Let's finally bring in Henry Cavill. It's um, maybe for Man of Steel too. Who knows? But. It's truly saddening to see where DC's gone. And it's not even like, I used to get so excited for DC projects. I, I mean, I'm always excited for any project that comes out, but DC has always had like a certain place in my heart since I, since I was younger. So it's just hard to see like all this shit's happening right now with it. Um, but again, doesn't mean I'm not excited to see Black Adam, Shazam. I think everything looks fantastic. Uh, this leads to my. I actually had a question for you on Aquaman too, since you mentioned uh, Amber Heard. Um, now, do you think? Do you think, with them potentially taking Amber Heard out, is why they brought Ben Affleck in to kind of bring in something for the fans? Do you think they're making up for that? Yeah, I do. I. I- you know, I, I think, will say Warner Bros. caught him at the best time on his honeymoon to get him there. <laughs> well, yeah, but also like to 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 most people, he is Batman. Like he, I mean, he, he yeah, looks he has like been. Batman. He 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 walked around like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like he looked the part, and so. I think for most people, they're saying, all right, we don't really know who our Batman is because we've got these independent projects from various different directors, but our comic book Batman is Ben Affleck. And so I think for them, it was an easy decision. You knew that uh, Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck get along like a house on fire. Mm. You knew fans were going to buy back into the movie if they had a character that they loved. So truly, it was a great business decision to bring him back. Um, I agree. But I think I think I think you were talking about hype earlier on 
Yeah. And I think that's the issue that DC's fighting. Marvel does a fantastic job of creating hype. And now, and now, and now they're at a point, I was going to say, and now they're at a point where they have fans, and I would even go as far to say minions, over hype projects. And as a result, you get this fanfare, which I don't think is justified, but, you know, it happens. So DC were trying to do that, but they're not that kind of entity. And so I think for them, they've got to figure out who are we? What is our purpose here? What are we trying to do? I think when they figure that out, then they'll, they'll be back. But soft reboot, half hard reboot, it doesn't matter. I think some sort of reset needs to happen. I agree. Uh, any more thoughts on DC projects or the Batgirl? Nope. All right. Well, here's a little bit later news for us. Um, Stranger Things season five just began writing. It's a it's good news. You have to admit that is great we news. Knew that was going to happen. That's not even news. They knew that we knew they're going to write it. I know, but I'm just excited. Let me have my moment. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> um, and then so I found this to be interesting. Um. Via discussing film, Nick Offerman and Janet McTeer have been cast in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is also Tom Cruise's final Mission Impossible film. Okay. It was, that's interesting news. I like Nick Offerman. I mean, interesting casting. I think that's great for them. I don't even know who the McTeer lady is. Fantastic, you know, people, members of this. Mission Impossible franchise. But when does it end? Where does it end? Like, when, Honestly, when do we stop? When do we stop? And I'm glad that this is the last project, quote unquote. Like, he could be well, they 64 have a and come series. back. Like, uh, they have a spinoff series? Yeah, they're having a spin. Well, not for him, I don't think. I think it's for somebody else, but... Honestly, I have to say, like, I love these films so much. I've never really seen James Bond, but I love I, I, you've never seen, t- I know, I don't crucify me. Anyways, <laughs> I can't wait. Honestly, I hope that you do not see who the next James Bond is. I hope that I get to announce it on the podcast. Genuinely. Like, I really hope that it, that news comes out and I get to tell you. I hope then- no one knows until the film comes out. <laughs> you really think that that you really think that's gonna happen? Why wouldn't it? Why couldn't it? I mean, it could happen, but I think that they could just media be like, is- "Hey, you're a James Bond. Just don't say anything." That's fair. Um, and then I actually did see. I don't know if I don't think I sent this to, but I I knew we were doing podcasting tonight. Um. But any other any other thoughts on Dead Reckoning? I know you. Ha- I know. At this point in my life, I see no distinction between Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's a fantastic franchise. To be honest, I haven't really been involved with Fast and Furious, but like Mission Impossible, I've been. 
well, I'm tired of franchises. And I and I think that's ironic to say as as somebody who likes Marvel movies and DC movies, but like at least in those capacities, I get something different each film to a degree. Well, speaking of franchises, okay, okay, no, before you before you say anything, before you say, anything, <laughs> okay, we know we know at least one of these things is going to happen. Tom Cruise is going to do some crazy stunt without protection. Whether he's going to be up in the air, he's going to be diving from space, he's going to be under the ocean or something. He's going to be doing it without any ropes attached. He's just going to be doing it. Some crazy shit. Okay. And then that's going to be the thing that they ride on for like three months until the show, the movie releases. Is oh my God, he was underwater without equipment. Whoa. <laughs> like that's going to be all the hype until the movie comes out. And it's going to be like this one 50 second clip of him doing it, and then the rest of it is whatever storyline they've created. Um, they're going to bring some sort of celebrity in that we never saw before, and we're going to be like, ooh, that's a good actor. Cough, cough, Nick Offerman and the other person. And then... <laughs> you know what's like- funny? Is that they've been writing on this for almost like six months now already, and the part one comes out next summer, of him going over a hill on a motorcycle with no rope. <laughs> That's literally the part one. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of this. And Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell is the part one uh, celebrity that came in. I'm going to see if a Haley Atwell. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, switching gears. So thank you to Phase Zero MCU. Marvel Studios is taking. We already knew some of this, but we didn't know half the parts, Zach. Okay. Marvel Studios is taking Hall D23 at the D23 Expo with exclusive footage on Saturday, September 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So it'll be 1 o'clock my time. Um, Theatrical and Disney Plus series will be featured with filmmakers and cast members. And there have already been... um, I don't really know if they're actual leaks. It's been a Marvel account that's been leaking exactly what's going to be announced and like series wise. And they've already announced like what the, the one of the phase six um, slots is that was, which I've said that they're probably announced phase six there anyways. Um, one of those was leaked. So I think it's just interesting. Um, did we, we watched D23 live. How did we watch that live? I don't remember. Was there a link? Yeah. Didn't you send me a link last time? Or did yeah. I like you You sent me a link? You might have to mm-hmm. do that again this year. You don't have to. You just follow their Twitter account. Yeah, but we watched it live, like on our computers. Yeah, they're going to show it live. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Anyways, um... Yeah, so I as we get closer to D23, we will have our thoughts and theories. Um, or mostly me and Zach's just going to roll his eyes at every theory that I have. If Am X-Men I- isn't mentioned, I'm walking out. <laughs> what What are we waiting for? Kevin, 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 my guy. What, what are we waiting for? Listen, waiting for? if I if, had to... If it's Fox deal, I understand. Otherwise, what are we waiting for? If I had to guess, I will say right now, and you can hold me to this till September 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wait, before you say anything, I don't want to hear it unless you're going to put money on it. I'm going to put money on it. I'm this confident. All right. Okay, let's go. God, Cassie's going to yell at me. (laughs) 
go. All right. Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. X-Men is in phase six. We are going to get at least. No, no, no. Listen, we are going to get <laughs> at least one X-Men announcement that can involve Deadpool three as an X-Men. That could include, I don't think we'll get Wolverine, but I think we will get some kind of X-Men announcement for phase six. And if we don't, I'll be highly disappointed, but I would put $5 on the fact that we're going to get X-Men. And now, well, technically they're the, the prequel members, the prequel cast, their contract quote unquote is until 2025. So beginning of 2025, you're good. What is your bet going to be? Because now you have to at least. Nicole, <laughs> I called this on the previous podcast. What did you call? What did you call? That we'd get a next minute announcement for the 2025 slot. Oh, so I'm the only one placing money on it? You're placing money I already bet on. <laughs> <laughs> I called this last week. So yeah, I'm putting money on that. That's my oh, bet. Okay. Okay. So five dollars. Yeah. Okay. So if so, what is your bet then that you're placing? I'm. I, I, I don't have one because your bet oh. is not is not against anything. You're agreeing with me because oh. I already lost. Well, then I'm not giving you five dollars. There to be a bet X Men announcement for 2025 and Phase Six. I I literally said it with Eric and Phil. I was like. Uh, <laughs> is up in 2025. There's a 2025 slot in Phase Six. That should be X Men. Well, then I'm not. Pl- I'm not giving you money <laughs> if both of us are right. I will, uh, but I will say, like, I agree with you in the sense that if it isn't announced, I'd be disappointed because we've been working up to this point for a while. Well, forget the Fantastic Four. Where's our X Men? Where's our? We just got Kamala Khan as a as a mutant. So exactly. Where's so, our X Men? And we have Secret Wars coming out end of twenty twenty six. Where's our X Men, Feige? Anyways, that's all I have. That's all. Any final thoughts on anything that we've talked about? Yeah, Nicole doesn't listen to me when I make uh, great <laughs> calls. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I have to say that for the record. Um, but overall, like, I just forget. I'm not surprised by anything that we've talked about. In fact, I think some of it is a welcomed um, feeling because like for DC, yeah, you might as well burn that thing down to the ground and figure something else out because I don't know. And then everything else, like I, I could have called that, but excited for House of Dragons. D23 is going to be always interesting. I think this year... Are we going to do a live reaction? Or are we going to... We're going to try and live stream this year. Should we live stream or should we... I don't mean to cut you off. Or record it like we did last time. We'll get back to our... our <laughs> let's let's think on that one and then figure yeah. out. We'll make an announcement whether we decide to live stream or not. But I think some sort of uh, engagement with us seeing it live and reacting to it live is always fun fascinating i I had i had the most fun last year was it last year two years ago two years ago 
because they're announcing WandaVision. So, um, hoping that we'll get something similar this year. I hope we get those like reactions again because those were fan. I I watch them back all the time, and those were genuine, genuine reactions to what they were showing us. So we'll see. Yeah, could be an exciting year. Could be a Nicole loses five dollars kind of year again. Never know. Um, but yeah, I don't have any final thoughts. Just excited for House of the Dragon. I'll watch it on time this year. Okay, that sounds like a great place to end. That was another amazing episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time. Next time.